Welcome to Phase On Labs, the internet's premier Metroid Futurist podcast. I am, as always, your host, Larry the Bearded Wonder, and joining me this week is my lab partner in crime, Michael Plasma Beam Punk Brown. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's got a mohawk of plasma beam shots on his head. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a game where you threw your mohawk at people way back when? I'm sure there was, but I can't think of it to save my life. I don't remember what it is. But I feel like there, it probably definitely existed. Yeah, probably. So. That was and, something like that. Maybe? Maybe. No, I, I thought he used a skateboard. I don't remember. Oh, well. And every week, we bang our space rocks together and we make some uh, some science and... Hopefully we make a new Metroid game that you'd want to play and that we'd want to play and that we'll sadly probably never get to play, but we keep dreaming about it anyway. So let's uh, let's dig in because uh, I, I posted on Twitter a couple days prior to this recording that I, I was super, super fucking pumped for this recording session because I finally managed to figure out this idea that I've been kicking around for months. It came to me. It all clicked. And I think we may have mentioned it a couple of times, just the, the nugget of a thought on, on air. But I've been rattling this thought around my brain that I, I want to manage to work out an idea for a rhythm-based Metroid game. And I couldn't quite piece it together. So I'm, I'm at work the other day, and it finally clicks. I've been thinking about it all wrong. I've attached my brain to the wrong part of the idea. So instead of a rhythm game, where it's something like Cadence of Hyrule or Thumper, where it's all about, you know, moving and attacking on the beat and following the rhythm, that instead we need a Metroid game where the entire thematic is built around audio and sound and music. And that's the way to piece this together so and this is one of probably one of the most fully formed rounded out ideas that has really hit my brain here because this has the story this has you know weapons and suit ideas which by the way oh my god if anybody listening to this can draw I want to I want to see some awesome fucking fan art because I can picture it in my head but I, I can't draw a straight line to save my life all my stick figure people have spina bifida <laughs> but so here here we go <clears throat> eons upon eons ago there was a chozo settlement that was comprised of three tribes so three different sects of the chozo you've got the the thoha leading into the the science end of things for the species and the Mockins are there the warriors and one additional tribe that's more the the spiritual side the almost like monks of, of a sort or after a fashion is the the best word I've got for it at the moment eons upon eons ago a great threat you know a great malevolent force threatened our universe and these three tribes of Chozo managed to piece together a way to drive them out of our existence and the the monk chozo 
their power was derived from song, from music, to be able to uh, essentially sing prayer that had actual physical effect on our universe. And the the Thoha took that baseline knowledge and started designing and creating weapons and armor that amplified this for the uh, the Machin, the warriors. And so the Machin, fully equipped with all this gear, went out and wiped out this force. And what they ended up using to make it all work, to actually, you know, get rid of them, was a a piece of music that when sung and pumped through the the Thoha technology and amplified, essentially allowed them to rewrite reality, to bend it to their will, and essentially write out this this force, this invading army. Now, eons later, we're here in present day with the with our girl, and this force has managed to rip their way back into our reality because they weren't destroyed, but that rewrite just moved them into another plane of existence. They finally made their way back, and they're 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 pissed, and they're ready to come take it out on our universe again. And so they go after all that technology and all that knowledge that was left buried on this planet. And that's where that's where we pick up. So distress is happening and Samus is on her way to go fight the bad guys as per usual. And we land. And one of the first things that we get is a new suit upgrade. Because she's going to gear up with this new tech, including armor that was made for the Mockins and essentially designed around audio engineering, weaponized audio engineering. So geared out with, you know, speakers and cones and things to actually, you know, direct that, that power. As we dig in, we start getting into you know, the the invading army that we're trying to take out and their weapons are all just like just like this tribe used because they've essentially come in and stolen all their shit. So they're throwing at her you know, instead of energy-based attacks, sound and audio-based attacks. And so now it's going to become a, uh, a journey to find the rest of their weapons that they can you know, that she can use against them and to also stop them or defend herself even. And so we've got, uh, I'm thinking, one of the things that really jumped out at me is I want a a defensive weapon because we've never really done defensive weapons in the series before either. Everything's made weapon-wise to be offensive and the suit, the armor is just kind of the only defensive thing that we get. I want one called the silencer and it's literally like a, a directed projectile noise canceler. So when these sound based attacks are being, you know, thrown at Samus, as long as you can aim and hit them out of the air, 
you now have a defensive weapon. It it negates that that attack coming at you. Um, one of the things that jumped out at me, just from a visual aspect, I, I would love to see like string instrument strings pulled taut across the top of the cannon. And I, I think you know the way to go here is that her cannon's been modified as part of this initial uh, baseline suit upgrade to instead of you know firing energy projectiles and the like it's now essentially a, a a sound cannon and those string you know fire off an attack with this particular weapon she's literally plucking or strumming across these strings and it's projecting and firing that sound weaponized out of her cannon uh some of the i would say some of the other ones that kind of jumped out at me just in terms of like upgrades and abilities and suits i i want to see the dampener suit that you know has some some actual like sound dampener panels on it that lets her take a little more of that uh that damage that beating from them and eventually to get into late game areas where there's just massive area of effect weaponry going off where it's just huge violent damaging levels of sound she gets the mute suit that literally allows her to just negate all that background noise around her so she can get in it's essentially the audio version of the gravity suit i want it i feel like there's an amazing fucking suit design to be made here but one what of the you, other thing what was that well like what do you mean what do you got like what do you see my, my brain thinks color scheme wise like muted blacks and whites and grays like it should be the visual representation of mutedness and muting out all the color on that suit just a full like grayscale six suit here um one of the other ideas that popped in my head too is that a lot of these enemies not all but a lot their their ability to you know know what's happening in their surroundings are based on sound like an echolocation if you will i think one of the one of the upgrades that was sitting in my head here called screechers so it's a way for her to mess with and disrupt their ability to actually see or air quotes see where she is when you get this uh when you get this upgrade the shoulder buffs have like chozo heads on them and the the beaks are dropped down and from out of there there's just this screeched high-pitched like bird scream that's so pitched up and disruptive that it essentially blinds blinds them temporarily so that she can, you know, try and outmaneuver these little fuckers. I, I haven't managed to work out, like, some of it is just, you know, ideas as far as words, and I'm like, there's, there's a great idea behind it that I haven't totally pieced together yet, but I'm thinking something else that could be played with here. Um... Uh, another defensive ability maybe that has some offensive potential would be like a reverb shield 
where it allows her to literally deflect or reflect attacks back based on sound. Um, a an equalizer ability that allows her to pitch change and modulate the frequency of the blast that she's putting out through her sound cannon to affect specific enemies that are not vulnerable to any but like that specific frequency be a neat way to do it and to have that actually come through in the game audio so that you can hear the difference in those shots would be a neat way to go about it but I'm almost picturing like from the, the late Soul Reaver games where oh. with the different Reavers attached their sounds would change when they when he swung it Okay. Until the very last version of the Spirit Reaver you got was literally just a melodic note as it flew through the air. But yeah, that's you know, it's it's a few ideas, but back into the, the story hook of this though. You know, you're you're working your way through and picking off bosses and you're you're finding as you go through the through the labyrinth of this now you know abandoned settlement from the chozo that throughout you're picking up individual parts and pieces of the uh of this world song that they used to stop this force uh way back when and the final boss fight takes place in uh oh god damn it the the sacred amphitheater the the word amphitheater escaped my brain for a second and once you you know once you pick off the final boss the the final suit and all the gear is literally designed to plug into the the center pedestal or podium or you know mechanism in this amphitheater and it blasts out this world song that allows samus to once again Re, you know, rewrite these people out of out of our reality, put them off. But instead of taking off with this ability at the end, with this knowledge, she leaves it buried on this planet and just destroys the whole planet. Because having that sort of power for anyone is too damn much. There, there's the, you know, it, it negates the the presence of free will for anybody to be able to rewrite reality. Right. But my thought, though, that th this feels key in my head is that this world song should be a a massive like choir of bird song, given that it's all Chozo. I was kind of picturing tribute by Tenacious D. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think Jack it's my Black turn also... for once. Fuck you, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I know how it feels, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, I know how it feels, because I live with me every day of my life. Gross. <laughs> Tell me about it. But yeah, it's, you know, it, it's just, it finally all clicked, and the, the whole idea made me happy that... You know, the image of, like, the, the screamer shoulder buffs, you know, is small chozo heads. 
and that when you activated them, the the beak you could literally see the beaks drop and the 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 screen come out of it kind of thing. The the sound can and the strings you could hell you could even put like a bass kick on uh, you know on the underside of the cannon for a more concussive blast. So give give the suit Mega Man esque legs that are literally your base your your subwoofers. There you go. Nope. Or, I got it. I got the, it. The suit could be asymmetrical and one of them could one of the shoulder buffs could be the uh, your subwoofer. I got it. The the legs are weaponized. I, I was trying to figure out what to do with this this idea in my head. It's like the turns there, but I'm like, I don't know how to how to put this into function yet, but now I've got it. Call it the Octivator. And it's literally a set of spikes that basically just shoot out downward from her legs, sink into the ground, and put out such a massive vibrational disruption that it stuns and immobilizes temporarily any enemies standing on the same grounding as her. Okay. The Octivator. You could totally do bass bombs. <laughs> that would work. I think they should, with for enemy placement, I think that there should be a lot more of the scree enemies. The bat-like things. Ah. Yeah, the little dive bomb fuckers. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this, you know, hidden away race is, is like a distant relative <laughs> There you go. I was thinking these guys should be called the uh, the Horde of Harmony. That sat well with me in my brain the other day when I thought of it. But yeah, that's. I, I think uh, I think I've managed to pour out everything that was in my brain on this. But like I said, it, this felt very fully fleshed out so the question is to you what else would you like to see in here what, what do you think honestly like I'm, I'm picturing I almost think that it would be interesting if this one had a slightly more melee fo focus mm -hmm. and we want the DMC Devil May Cry route where you have the ability to switch between specific weapons and or harmonies by holding shoulder buttons and Ooh. switching back and forth. I dig it. Uh. Maybe for simplicity's sake, like certain enemies are almost out of tune with reality and you yeah. have to focus near them using you know one direction or the other like and kind of refocus them just to uh, handle them mm -hmm. literally just add in an ability called the uh the reality tuner yeah i could see that i honestly you you could totally do something with a uh left-handed for with a, a a stylized tuning fork yeah be a neat way to do it 
so maybe she takes that left hand and uh you know there there's a whole selection of them that pop out a la like swiss army knife to get the right frequency or the right note mm-hmm. she smacks it across her arm cannon to uh to set the tuning fork off No, I, I would totally dig getting to go through a, you know, a Chozo settlement like this where you can see all three of those cultures visually represented in here too. Where you've got, you know, hallowed sacred grounds from this, you know, from the uh, the spiritual tribe, and you've got uh, you know, weapons lockers and armor and everything else from the the mock-in and the labs and research areas from the Thoha. Also, I feel like this should be long enough ago that all this took place. This is back when all the Chozo still had flight. And instead of getting a you know a double jump or a high jump, or we could even phase out the uh, the space jump here. I want to see a an armored wing flight attachment for her suit that's more reminiscent of like Chozo wings like Ravenbeaks but it's all armored out in metal as badass as that would be I don't think it makes sense I don't care it would look fantastic it would look fantastic honestly I'd be I'd be interested in taking her mobility and stripping some of the height out and putting the lean more on distance so it would be more of a soaring glide. Yeah. Be a, you know, think a little less vertically this time. Not much, but at least a little. Put a slightly different spin on it, as it were. Call them war wings. All right. So, like I said, I just, Which I, I kind of want to see a little more. The whole melee thing. This is true, too. Yeah. Be another way to do it. But I mean, I just, I, I'd like to see a little more visual representation of the fact that she's essentially scavenging old Chozo stuff that was made before she was around. But it's still compatible with their tech. So, which, like I said, from that, I think gives the the opportunity to lean into a a, a little more diversity in her her suit designs given that while yes it's it's still chozo tech one it's old chozo tech and two it was very specifically designed for a singular style of you know combat which isn't terribly conventional anywhere else right so i think there's a lot of fun that could be had with that Like, I would totally dig if at some point, you know, uh, part of her suit had, like, a, a visual equalizer on it. You could see all the, you know, the green and reds and yellows bars bouncing up and down to the the surroundings. That kind of thing. Just little things. Little touches like that that just string that whole thematic idea together. 
But yeah, I, that that's that's my idea. I, I I definitely think there has to be a heavy lean on the the thought and the music for this game, considering because I, I'm not gonna lie. Well, there's some good stuff in there. The last couple of mainline entries just. The music really felt like an afterthought, and here it it needs to not be. Agreed. Like it has to have some new standout stuff to it. So. Well, I've poured out. You got any last thoughts on this? I think it'd be neat if the music built to a like it built to a crescendo as you uncover more parts of the. Uh... Of, of the whole, you know, the whole story. Yeah. So at first, all you get is the, the very, you know, the derelict sounds of the, the beep boops, you know. Right. Some of the early stuff. But as you progress, it becomes a full song. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well... I'm I'm not disagreeing with you by any means. I I, I wholly concur. But I, I think unless there's anything else, that brings us to the part where uh, where we got to give this uh, a title. Uh, any any suggestions on your end? Metroid tribute. <laughs> God damn it! This is your attempted revenge for Baby's Day Out, isn't it? No, but maybe. <laughs> Honestly, thinking straightforward here. Metroid, War Song. Okay. It's it's got you know it leans into both the the warrior side, the the Machin and the the prayer and monk tribe side. It's got that right feel, I think. Yeah, I think it works. So. Well. I believe we've done it. We've we've successfully managed to make another banging Metroid game that we'll sadly never get to play, but we'll dream about anyway. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody that tuned in this week, came and hung out with us and had a good time. And thank you to my lab partner, Michael. Uh, if you dug this, then you should definitely come, uh, come hit us up on all the various socials that there will be links to in the show notes as always. But some of those include, you know, catching us on Twitter at Phazon Labs. There's a link to our Discord. You can jump in and uh, shoot the shit with us there. Uh, we have an awesome Twitch channel. Uh, Zoe's been streaming at least a couple times a week, and we're looking to do some more with that in the in the coming future as well. So keep your eyes peeled there. You can interact with us live. Uh, if you've got an awesome Metroid idea that you want to share with the rest of the universe, then hit us up on Twitter and let us know, and we'll we'll have you on and we'll have some fun. So. I think that's it for us. That's it for Phazon Labs. We are powered by the World 1-1 Podcast Network. Press start to engage your mind. And we'll see you next mission. Peace!